0: You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. Welcome back, everyone, to Real Presence
1: Live. My name is Tim Mosier, your host today from the Fargo Studios downtown Fargo. A big shout-out to Rachel Juvie looking through the window at that smiling face and very professional work on the board. Thank you for producing, Rachel. Appreciate it alrighty in studio we have someone who is no stranger to real presence radio and his family is no stranger to real presence radio Gregory Splonskowski welcome Gregory morning Tim how's it going I'm doing great if I remember right you and your twin sister Therese are the old, two oldest of seven children of Stephen Jacinta correct?
2: yep no that's correct um, not to like brag or anything yeah. but I'm actually technically the oldest by two or three minutes so. nice no. I,
1: I like that that firstborn, firstborn first born son yeah, nice. I gotta make
2: sure I get that in there yeah. so Therese never forgets
1: see I like that that's right it comes down to it. You can always h- lay that card out there, right? Right. Right. Exactly.
2: Although I will say, I will say, even though when it ha- when it's helpful, I've always used that card. But uh, when it's not, I can also always say, "Well, you're the girl, so you're supposed to be the more mature one." <sighs> No. Nice. You, it, it cuts both ways. I was really. going to say,
1: you, you can have both halves covered there. I like yeah, that. Yeah, That's yeah. nice. And of course, your dad, Steve, was uh, executive director of Real Presentator, the first, and he was for, gosh, what, 10, 15 years? I, I don't even 15 know. 15 years. 15 years, yeah. yeah. That's wonderful. Oh. He actually gave him a start as Catholic coach. I remember sitting down talking to him mm. when I was working at Concordia. He says, how about a show? It's like, yeah. Anyway, your, your, your dad's a great guy. His leadership ability is just is amazing. He really, he <laughs> really is. He's a great leader. So well, let's talk a little bit about you. So you're you're here now, and tell yep. us about uh, what you're doing at Real presence radio right now right so
2: i um am currently in the assistant broadcast engineering position Mm -hmm. um so brad wilson has been our broadcast engineer for i think 10 years and has done you know a terrific job just um really kind of helping build up all of the technical everything basically behind the scenes that Mm -hmm. um no one really sees but is vital to uh, Mm -hmm. stay on the air so um i'm currently kind of training in um, to that position to try and give him a chance to um, like have well-deserved retirement. Um, So, yeah. So that's kind of basically like the quick summary. Mm -hmm. Um, But like day-to-day stuff is just answering silence calls. Um, There's logs. Um, The FCC has different like rules and regulations. All very interesting. Thick books. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Um, so there's logs that have to be gone through and just um, kind of trying to get ahead of problems if I can, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah, nice. Um, yeah. Or things like, so last, last night, um, actually, uh, we were, I was downtown at the Theology on Tap. Yeah, there you um, go.
1: Some weird guy was speaking there. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah, but it was, it was great. And uh, until then, my phone rang and uh, there's a silence call. And one of the simians here, which is the autom- automation program that runs um, all the stations, one of the simians had decided to shut itself off. Mm. So came up to here and, you know, pressed the on button. And then Brad helped me walk through, like, making sure everything was back up mm-hmm. and going. But nice. so, yeah, just things like that, I guess.
1: Sure, sure. Yeah. We're talking with Gregory again, the oldest son of Stephen Jacinta, Splonskowski. and Brad Wilson. Of course, I've, I've known Brad for many, many years. Back when we were doing Catholic Coach, uh, we did a little bit up, at, up in um, Grand Forks, but when we came down to the Moorhead Station, right. he was there, so he and I would be there every week you know, for, for hours, and, and he's a great guy. And you think about how Real Presence Radio has grown over these last you know, 10, 15 years. I mean, from one or two signals to... You know, dozens now, or a couple of dozens. Yeah, I think, think great. Right?
2: sixteen stations, twenty three signals.
1: That, so. See, not nice. You got that. See, you got the exact stuff, and that is that is awesome. So obviously, that takes a lot of work. Takes a lot of you know to keep all the signals going and all the right. type of thing. And, and Brad's done an excellent job. Plus, he, he's a really nice guy. I, li- I like the guy <laughs> yeah, a lot. You yeah. know, I really don't tell him that, but I, I like him a lot. <laughs> <laughs> he's no. a neat guy. Well, Gregory, you know, um, maybe let our listeners know because I'd like to do this. Um, when you were growing up. Mm-hmm. You know, because you've kind of known Real Presence Radio all your life, basically, right? I mean, it's Yeah, been the... I
2: think 2006, so when I was five.
1: Okay, yep. exactly. So just tell us a little bit of what that was like growing up with Real Presence Radio, your family, you know, going right. to things, live does whatever it is, right? Just what, what's on your heart?
2: Yeah. Um, yeah, no, it's definitely, it's, it's really interesting, especially to kind of like think about, I, I know it was, I don't know, a couple months ago, we were just sitting down as a family and having dinner. And kind of talking a little bit about Real Presence Rating and realizing, Mm -hmm. like, like, wow, how huge it has been in our life. Um, Mm -hmm. Like, really, like you said, I mean, since I was five. So I really don't have a time in my life where I don't remember having Real Presence Mm -hmm. in some capacity, you know. So I remember, um, like, the first live drives up in Grand Forks in the the closet and going up there. And I don't think we really helped dad out all that much. (laughs) You know, maybe just moral support. Yeah. Um, But hanging out, you know, and then yeah. eventually moving to um, St. Michael's School there, yep. and hanging out in the library right across. From I remember the that yeah.
1: with the food and everything. Yeah. Yep, yep,
2: <laughs> a, a good place to hang out. Yep. So, uh, you know, and then I I don't remember what how old I was, but at one point they were um, they were uh, burning burning CDs with podcasts. Oh yeah, right? yep. That I uh, remember that. Yep, yeah. yep. And so I remember I was in charge of. We have the machine at home, mm-hmm. and so you know, it takes so long, and then you yeah. uh, package them up and you label them mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And we have the advertising stands that are in all the parishes. Okay, yeah. Um, my dad bought a pallet of those, and that mm-hmm. was a summer job. There you go to put those all together. Um, yeah, eventually started running the board for um, live shows and the live drives and um, different things like that. I edited testimonials on our computer. We had an old. Uh, desktop at home, uh, edit testimonials, and mm-hmm. I forget exactly how much I got paid for those. But, you know, you get probably so too tes- little. but Yeah, probably. <laughs> you know, edit so many testimonials yeah. and um, stuff like that. So, yeah, I, I don't know. I've done a little bit of everything, I guess.
1: Well, it, it, it's great to see, obviously, to grow up and have your family be part of that. You know, there's something you're doing together. Now, that, that's always such a great thing that to mm-hmm. bring family together, you know, and, and to have your role, right, you know, what you're doing. And, yeah, think of that, that antique... Technology of burning CDs. CD, right? I know. It's
2: like, should we
1: explain that? Maybe. <laughs> I, I so know. a CD is this round thing. <laughs> exactly. You know. Wait, I could talk about cassette tapes, eight-track tapes, and vinyl <laughs> if you want. But anyway, but but that's cool. So, but that, but growing up, that's awesome. So, but there came a point, I would guess, probably a couple, of few years ago, right, where you maybe heard a call or a tug that you had to kind of address. Tell our listeners about that.
2: Right. So, um, yeah, I think when I was about. So there's a couple of different steps. So I think around, I was 17, 18, um, I was doing, like I said, working Real Presence Radio for a long time. My dad kind of said, hey, I think it'd be good um, if you were to try something new. And I was kind of on the same page of like, I like a Real Presence, but I'd like to try something, you know, where my dad's not my boss, maybe. <laughs> yeah. um, So As good a boss as he is. Yeah, I mean, obviously. obviously. Yeah. Um, but uh, so I went off and... Um, did construction and things like that. Mm-hmm. And then I, I joined the Air Force um, and did some training with them for a couple of year or a year or so. Um, and then I went to NDSU. Um, I actually, was actually, um, I stayed at the men's hall oh, at yeah. NDSU. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was the first group of guys, kind of the test run for that yeah. one. Um, so stayed with seven other guys there um, and went to NDSU and went to all the Newman events and stuff like that. Um, and while I was there, yeah, just kind of, um, started kind of diving deeper into my personal prayer life, um, and you know more adoration, daily mass, things like that, and just kind of felt like, you know, there, there's that always that question, especially around that around my age of, mm-hmm. okay, what's the next step? Was yep. you know my what's my vocation? Yeah,
1: what's God calling me to? Yep.
2: Um, and I really, I felt like I just, <laughs> I didn't have like a really good answer, mm-hmm. um, and just kind of start. I started feeling kind of drawn to seminary. Um, just like, okay, I don't I didn't really have I wasn't like, okay, I feel like I should be a priest. Mm-hmm. Um, it was more just like I feel like I can't adequately discern this in just the world. Like mm-hmm. you know, the world's loud, it's crazy, it's busy. Yeah. Um so and you know, talking to my dad who spent two years at seminary, right? Um, and a couple of my uncles spent a couple of years in seminary, just kind of realizing like, you know, this is really like a win-win scenario. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. If I go and I'm called to be a priest, awesome. If I go and, you know, I find that I'm not called to be a priest, I'm still going to be a better man because of Mm -hmm. it. Um, And so it was like, you know, what, what am I going to lose? I'll lose a year of time and a little bit of money, (laughs) but you know, the Lord will provide all of that. So, Um, so went to seminary, St. Gregory the great seminary this last school year. Mm -hmm. Um, So was there, um, really, really great experience. Like, um, it's, it's honestly hard, like not to recommend like seminary for every mm-hmm. young Catholic yeah, man. Yeah. Cause it's like, wow, this is just all of these things, you know, growing in your personal re- relationship with the Lord, uh, learning how to pray, learning how, um, you know, developing really great relationships with young men who are all like striving towards the same goal. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I had a spiritual director, I had a formation advisor, had all of these people who were like helping me on a weekly basis to mm-hmm. say, okay, let's work on this. Let's focus on this. Um, you know, I d- took some philosophy classes. I took a logic course, which mm-hmm. is, was like, wow, thinking logically,
1: <laughs> that's crazy. <laughs> Something foreign to this, uh, culture today, right? Right. right. <laughs> um,
2: like all of those are just awesome things. Um, so yeah, just really great experience. I, yeah, it's, it's a hard, yeah. There's a lot of good things. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, but one thing that I, I I was kind of like found myself confused about while I was going through was um, initially when I went, like I said, no real, like I didn't have a super clear like, okay, I might feel a deep desire to be a priesthood. Um, so I was expecting, you know, maybe when I go to seminary, like that'll kind of the Lord will reveal that more mm-hmm. to me. Sure. Sure. Yeah. Um, because obviously I have like that natural desire for marriage. Um, but I was kind of surprised when I went, it kind of like that didn't happen. Mm-hmm. Right. I, I feel like the desire for marriage grew mm-hmm. while the like understanding of the priesthood, I understood it as a great vocation, but there was really like a sit in prayer. and like, there's,
1: I have no desire for the priesthood, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I mean, that's kind of, well, I, yeah, no, that, that's good. We're going to talk to Gregory Sponskowski here with just a, a comment or two before the break. Maybe we can pick up on it afterwards. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I, I applaud you and, and your family because it, it, two or three things, at least two things come to mind. Families, right? right. I mean, I'm sure your family's had its struggles too, right? Mm-hmm. But overall, the overall trajectory of your family, I know your parents well, right, is that we are we're on this road to holiness, right? We're on this right, road to heaven right. together. You know, there's it, going to be ups and downs. We stay close to Christ in you know, our prayer life, the sacraments, you know, virtuous life, all these things, right? And that, that's our direction, right? Again, they're going to have some bumps in the road. So mm-hmm. that, that is huge, right? So I want to encourage parents out there. You, when you take the faith seriously, your kids most likely are going to take the faith <laughs> seriously, at, at least at some time, right? You know what okay, I'm saying? Okay. So having that family. Thing. And then the second thing uh, is the idea of saying yes you know, what reminds me is is john one right come and see jesus mm-hmm, says right mm-hmm, what mm-hmm. do you seek and we're looking for you saying okay lord like you said there's no downside you know you're 19 20 years old okay yeah i'm gonna come and see lord and i'm gonna be open if you are calling me to the priesthood boom i'm there if you aren't at least i know okay it I've come and see. Okay, Lord, you confirm that that's not what's for me. Kind of like with your dad and your uncles too. They're all married now, and right. okay, that's beautiful. When we come back after the break, I want to talk even a little more about the whole five closest friends thing. I want to talk about the men's in D.S.U. Mm-hmm. And, and how that and being friends with priests that were young as well too, like Father Miller and whatnot and what that did. So we're going to take a short break and we'll come back. We'll continue our discussion with Gregory
0: Splonskowski.
1: You're listening to Real Presence Live, and we'll be back right after
0: this. This is Real Presence Live, where the focus is not on the evil around us, but on conversion and mercy through the good news that is always good. We're local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network.
3: As Catholic people, we recognize our lives are gifts from God blessings received are a result of God's grace and goodness. Our Lord entrusts us to be good stewards of His many gifts. We are called to conduct lives that honor Him and bear witness to our faith in Jesus Christ. Hello, this is Mike Kidrowski, Director of Advancement for Real Presence Radio. As we begin a new year, let's reflect a moment on stewardship. Your life should provide an example to others in the way you live your faith, the way you manage your possessions, and the way you plan your estate and personal affairs. You have spent a lifetime acquiring your assets and living your faith? Fortunately, we can provide you with an estate planning guide that allows you to put all of your important information in one place and enable you to document your intentions. To request an estate planning guide, please visit our plan giving website at rprlegacy.org or call me at 701-290-4503. Let's get started.
0: This is Real Presence Live on the RPR Network, bringing you stories of faith and hope through local hosts and guests from across the Upper Midwest. Now, back to the show. Welcome back, everyone, to Real Presence Live. We're talking with Gregory
1: Splanskowski, eldest son of Steve and Jacinta splonskowski about his path of come, uh, being brought up with Real Presence Radio, uh, discerning a possible call to the priesthood, and now being back. We're going to get back to that in a second, but... Over the break, a little birdie just whispered in our ear that it's a birthday of someone we all know and love. That's Bishop John T. Folda. So we want to wish Bishop Folda a happy, holy birthday. We thank him for his service, 10 years of service now for us. He's an amazing bishop. We're blessed with so many amazing bishops and priests. We're actually going to sing happy birthday to him. So join me. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday Bishop Folda. Happy
3: birthday
1: to you. Oh, thank you Bishop Folda. God bless you. We wish you all the best and of course thanks again for all your service. All right. We are so blessed, aren't we, Gregory? Yeah, no, yeah. Bishop
2: Folda is awesome. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I would say especially like this last year as a, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, as yeah. a seminarian mm-hmm. um you know, kind of getting to know him a little bit better yeah. and um was awesome. A great blessing.
1: Yeah. Um, He really is a wonderful spiritual father, isn't he? I mean, I I work at the diocese too, and I I just, I can tell whenever he has a heart of a father. Mm -hmm, Very much so. And if there's one word, it's love, right? He loves his flock, you know? So that's awesome. So again, we're very blessed. We're very blessed. Greg, I want to talk for just a minute before you get back to Real Presence Live. Um, You know, you're young. The college age scene, right? That mm-hmm. is such an important part of our life, right? And a lot of us have probably heard you know, the five closest people, your five closest friends, really are going to have a heavy influence on you. Talk just a little bit about the men's house. So you, think you can talk about six or seven guys. or are mm-hmm. so pretty close friends. You also had some priests right there, you know, Monsignor and whatnot, Father yep. Miller, I know. Was Talk a little bit about how important that was to be in that environment for your discernment and your spiritual growth.
2: Right, right. Yeah. So I think, um, like I mentioned, so air force before that. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I was kind of used to being surrounded by, um, it was like a joint force thing. So I was used to being surrounded by army Marines, stuff like that, which to be fair, like they were nice guys, I guess. (laughs) Um, but they're also super rough around the edges. Um, you know definitely not like the most uplifting
1: people yeah. to hang around and maybe not striving for that holiness that you were <laughs> looking for <laughs> probably not, okay, probably yeah, not. Yeah. as far
2: as as far as i could tell unless they were keeping it really secret okay that's right stealth
1: uh, <laughs> stealth holiness <laughs> yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> so um when i i signed up for the men's hall while i was still down in school mm-hmm. and i was like i remember thinking this is going to be really different you know mm-hmm. um, <laughs> this is just going to be a very a very big change um but being very excited for that as well mm-hmm. um and so I moved into the men's hall and a couple of my roommates that, um, actually, so one of the, the, my roommates was currently my cousin, Rachel's fiance, Ah, um, Charles Bakken. And so that was actually really awesome, um, to be able to be roommates with him, get to know him. Sure. Um, and just a really great man striving for holiness Mm -hmm. and, um, kind of being able to talk to him about his own experience with, you know, relationships and stuff like that. Um, and so that was, and he's really just a really down to earth, solid, like, you know, kind of not going anywhere, mm-hmm. um, really faithful
1: yep, young right man. The,
2: yep, yep. And so that was really helpful um, to be able to hang out with him. Um, and then there was Ashton Lacco, um, Aaron Plant and William Garrits, who were a couple other ones there, um, and just uh, a lot, a lot of energy, you know, a lot of like excitement. Ashton also actually went to seminary mm-hmm. um, for Minneapolis, I think, and he was just kind of like always this bundle of energy mm-hmm. and always excited mm-hmm. about his, whatever whatever was going on, yeah. you know, whether it was Exodus 90 or just, you know, going to adoration mm-hmm. or we would do night prayer together. Um, and so it was just awesome to have like other men who mm-hmm. were energized about yeah. their faith. Um, and um, Aaron Plant was always Always willing to have a discussion about whatever, you know, theology or philosophy <laughs> or any, you know, any sort. We had a lot of discussions about the sure. Latin mass and things like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it was just, like I said, it was a huge change, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. but it was also really good. Um, and then moving to seminary, I would say was even was even better. Mm-hmm. I There was, I think, 24 or maybe, mm, I'm already forgetting. That's there okay. Was, That's right. There was about 24-ish guys at seminary. Um, so pretty, you know, pretty small group. You know everyone by name by like the end of a week or two. Right. Um, and again, just a lot of really good young men who are Mm -hmm. obviously, obviously they're seminary. So they're trying, they're trying to find the Lord and follow him. Mm -hmm. Um, there was the senior class was the biggest class there as well. And that was also super helpful. Just, you know, they, they had already kind of been, a lot of them had, had some life experience mm-hmm. you know um or at least at the very least they had four years of mm-hmm. seminary under their belt and so just being able to like kind of pick their brains of like how is your discernment gone mm-hmm. and how is you know how does the Lord speak to you in prayer or yeah. whatever or this is this is going on this is what's like going on inside and i don't I don't know what to do <laughs> or yeah whatever and you know to have kind of like those brothers there who you could you know, you could just walk in to their, walk in the dorm room, and sit down on the couch and be like, today was a rough yeah, day. Yeah, you know? exactly. Whatever the, the physics exam was, was a pain mm-hmm. or whatever the philosophy, um, that was a big thing for me. This philosophy makes zero sense. Like, how does this, <laughs> I don't understand any of this. Um, and being able to, or even just simple things, we, we had um, four Filipino um, sisters who cooked for us mm-hmm. but then we were in charge of doing the dishes and okay. things like that okay so even being able to just like do dishes with the, your, the guys there and um, just like bond over the sure those different you know menial tasks exactly. but it's still like it builds kind of that brotherhood um, so that was honestly if I was like the one the greatest takeaway from seminary or even the thing that I missed the most, is that like mm-hmm. that brother? That mm-hmm. bond of brotherhood.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, I'm talking with Gregory Spolski about his, his his travels here, his journey. A couple of things that you said really really struck me. The whole idea of energy. You know, I mean, young men, You know, remember, right? What does John Paul II second teach? I mean, young men, you have energy, you have passion, and that is good. Just mm-hmm. direct it in the right way, right? That and that's the key, right? Directed toward holiness, directed toward God, directed toward what He's calling you to, and and that's key. And being around. You talked about your people at NDSU, people in the seminary, your family at home. I mean, mm-hmm. being around people striving for holiness is so important because you can use that energy and you know it's used in a good way. That's awesome, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Let's talk a little bit. I'll come back here to Real Princess now. There's there's a lot of things behind the scene, right? So let's talk about kind of two things in one. What are some behind the scenes things people don't know about? And what are some of your favorite things to do here?
2: Yeah. Um, so I guess behind the scenes stuff... Um, everything's fed remotely. So that's kind of like one of the biggest, that's when I have run into problems in the last three weeks, two and a half okay. weeks, uh-huh. <laughs> however long I've been here. You know, everything's fed remotely over the internet. Mm-hmm. So that's, um, I think something that maybe not a lot of people know exactly mm-hmm. that yeah. like, you know, if the internet goes down at a site, everything goes down mm-hmm. completely. Mm-hmm. It's not just like magical across. I mean, it is kind of, kind of magic, I guess, but, <laughs> um, it's, so everything's fed over the internet. Um, And there's a lot of different kind of jumps in between. Here at the studio we have, or at the office, we have all of the simians, which feed every single station. Mm -hmm. So they all have um, their own unique programming to some extent. Um, And then they feed things called tie lines, which um, encode the audio so it can be sent over the internet. And then there's another tie line at the other end that decodes it and then sends it to the transmitter. Um, which then it goes to the tower. you wow. know. Wow. Yeah, the so steps, there's yeah. like those different steps and there's a couple different things in between as well. Um, so I think for me, that was like, I kind of knew a little bit about how it worked, but like actually having to learn kind of more in depth mm-hmm. of like, oh, there are a lot of points of failure, you know, along this whole route. Yep. Um, so that's definitely been, I think, challenging, interesting. Um, I would say my favorite part of the job so far has been also kind of like the hardest part of the job is that it's challenging. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. and I, that's, it's both negative and positive, right? Mm -hmm. I enjoy being challenged. Um, so that's been really good. And I feel like this job will continue to be a challenge (laughs) for a while. (laughs) Um, so that's been really cool. And also just be kind of on the other side. Mm -hmm. Um, like I said, I've worked construction, um, for, uh, for a couple of years and, But now I'm talking to contractors who are, you know, getting the new building ready. Um, And I'm talking to contracting engineers who are actually at the tower sites or whatever. So it's, I'm no longer like the gopher anymore. Mm -hmm. I'm like talking to people who maybe, maybe they talk to the gophers. Yeah. Um, (laughs) So that's been really interesting. And like I said, it's nice to be, it's definitely stretching me outside Mm -hmm. of my Mm -hmm. comfort zone a little bit, but it's also like... I think that's a good thing. <laughs>
1: yeah, no, 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 it is. It is because you know, and, and I think, like you said, you have this mentor too, you know, Brad and everything, mm-hmm, and, and you, right. you know the people have like great people here. And I think that that's kind of key, you know, the challenges there, but you have the mentor to help you along, and, and, and you'll learn. You know, that's on the job training, right? OJTs, we call it, right? You know, and, and now you, yeah, it, it's it's going to be something that's 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 really great, and it's, it's good to see here. And so, any, in, in the big picture, long term plans or future for RPR, what 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 are your dreams for RPR? Yeah.
2: um... So, I guess, I'm I'm going to school this mm-hmm. fall for a degree in cyber operations, so I guess my goal is just to kind of continue to be able to kind of work in my education mm-hmm. with Real Presence yeah, Radio yeah, yeah. and continue to um, improve the systems and whatever where they can be, and um, yeah, just like prepare the road for a good future, yeah. whatever that might look like for Real Presence Radio. Um Yes, yeah. yeah.
1: Plus, be an all around good and holy guy around the office here, huh? Yeah, that too. Yeah, that I like too. <laughs> that's Well, Greg, we want to thank you for stopping by. It's good to have you back. Thanks for putting yes to God's call, both in discerning the priesthood and then coming back. We wish you all the best. God yeah, bless you. Thanks, Tim. Appreciate it. All right, sounds good. Coming up next, Brady Borslin, Youth and Young Adult mystery, Ministry, <laughs> not Mystery, Ministry in Fargo. You're listening to Real Presence Live, and we'll be back right after this.